Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the Dragon Cast. My name is Brian Offer. I'm here with Bryce Posey, and unfortunately, our new ho- our new co-host has not is not able to make it tonight, Luke Bayless. So we have our sixth man, as always, Victor Salazar. What's going on, Victor? How you doing tonight, bro? Hey, what's going on, Brian? What's going on, guys? Uh, you guys know you can always count on me to jump in when uh, needed. So I'm glad to be in the Dragon Cast and uh, good to uh, go get this show started, baby. All right, all right, Bryce. How you doing tonight, man? What's going on, buddy? Oh, not too bad. Yeah, you almost said ho there, sound like. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all. I'm glad all, that's uh, all in all in good love, right? That's right, that's right. I'm glad you guys were able to join me tonight. And uh, so, a few things we're gonna go ahead and talk about tonight. We're gonna talk about uh, video game companies, uh, you know, kind of going under. We uh, had THQ and uh, Atari filed for bankruptcy about a week or two ago. And then after that, we're going to talk about this really interesting article online about the podcast patent. And then uh, after that, we're going to talk about Dragonfly. Some things, some very exciting things going on there. So guys, first and foremost, um, had a very sad announcement about two weeks ago that uh, THQ filed for bankruptcy. And uh, guys, it's official. Um, THQ is no longer a video game company. And... Um, yeah. Yeah, you know, you know what I just saw today too. Uh, sorry to interrupt you there, Brian. No, no, but, you're good. Uh, I, you're good. I, I thought I saw uh, an announcement earlier today too that they have pulled the THQ games from the Xbox Live Marketplace. Have you are you able to confirm that? Um, wow, I didn't even know that. That's yeah, I, I, I caught my. I noticed there was some missing when I was on there last night because I just got my light turned back on, and I noticed there was a lot. There were some things missing. Yeah, you know, I thought that was interesting. I didn't get a chance to really, you know, dig into that article and check it out. But, uh, you know, I kind of figured I'd bring that up because I did think that that was the, bam, it's done, THQ, you know, it's over. Because I know they've had many of the other video game companies come in and take up some of these assets. But to have the games being pulled from the Xbox Live marketplace was a big eye-opener to me, you know? Well, I think I I wonder if if some of those were bought up the licensing and so they're pulling because it says THQ and so down and they're decided, oh wait, we gotta change that. So maybe it's maybe it's a name change deal. Yeah, it could I don't be. know. it's kinda of weird and see that's what what just really gets me is, you know, THQ to me was one of those game companies I really appreciate their games. You know, they had Dark Siders, they had Metro uh, 2033, uh, you know, they even had the WWE games, which I thought were pretty cool, too. You know, some of those games are pretty neat, especially when I was growing up as a kid. Um, you know, a lot of really interesting games. You know, Red Faction, those games, you know, were pretty cool. Yeah, that was cool. Um, you know, and Saints Row, even. Saints Row, those games were pretty pretty awesome, that, too. Saints Row was ridiculous. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's, that's a good word to describe them, ridiculous, you know? Right. <laughs> All I can um, say is purple. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but you know, uh, this isn't just about THQ, guys. Let's let's talk about this. Let's get in the meat and potatoes of this, though. What really is interesting here is a game company has gone out of business. I don't know. I can't recall the last time a game company has gone out of business. I don't know. I'm not going to try to – we're not going to try to figure that out. That's not what we're trying to do tonight. But let's get into this. It's 2013. Uh, one, of the, one of the – I think one of the great video game companies has fallen. Now that leaves us with EA still around, Activision, you know, a lot of other game companies like that um, still standing. The only reason why EA is still around is the Madden or you know, the sports games. Yeah. Got the, got the oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
That's but uh, you've got uh, you got Ubisoft is still around, guys. Yeah, you know, if a game company like THQ can go under, it kind of makes you wonder what the other video game companies are thinking right now. You know, and uh, with it being 2013, you know, uh, there's rumors talk going on right now about the new PlayStation is supposed to be announced later on this month. Uh, obviously, Xbox is probably going to end up showing their hand later on this year. Uh, we've already seen, you know, Wii's or Nintendo's console, the Wii U, it's already out in full swing. So, guys, let me ask you this. With a company like THQ going under, what do you think that the other companies are thinking? You guys think that the other companies are kind of like kind of worried about their, you know, uh, about their companies maybe possibly ha- having that happen to them? Or, better yet, what do you think are some ways that the video game companies themselves, like the developers and the publishers, um, not just the co- not just the big three, you know, Nintendo, Sony, and Microsoft, but we're, let, let's let's not talk about the console makers. Let's talk about the game companies themselves. What do you think they're going to have to do to kind of revolutionize video gaming to where they don't have to worry about their assets being uh, put up for sale, basically? Well, I, I think uh, that it's going to open everybody's eyes first off, and I'm pretty sure that many of the game developers and the makers are going to go ahead and step up uh, their game. I think they're going to have to. Uh, you know, THQ had some pretty uh, good series, especially the Saints Row, that's pretty popular and well-known. And to have them go down, you know, puts everyone on notice that even though we may have, uh, you know, a video game that's, that's the face of our franchise, uh, there's a possibility that we may go the way THQ went. And we have to make sure that, you know, we're not only producing great games, but they're innovative, they're captivating, and they'll go ahead and keep gamers coming back for more. And um, I had thought THQ had some of that going with the Saints Row and Darksiders, but, you know, look what happened. So I think it's going to keep a lot of the smaller uh, developers on edge for a bit. Well, I think I I would have to agree with you, but I'm thinking they're just going to have to step up the game. They're going to have to they're going to have to come up with something new. Unlike with the movie industry, you know, we've had nonstop, you know, remake after remake, and I, I think, I think it's just the consumer has finally said, you know, we're done with the same stuff, and we're gonna have, you know, we want something new, and that's what they're gonna have to do. They're gonna have to come up with something to just blow one's mind. Yeah, and I think that, um, you know, the only one that's really blown anyone's mind are the big three, uh, you know, with what they're doing in their councils. But um, as for the developers themselves, I don't know, man. It's going to be very tough and really, really, you know, dig their way out of it. I know that, um, I know Brian and I have had conversations before where we feel that a video game crash may be, may be imminent. Because, you know, it's like you said, Bryce, uh, same crap over and over again, and I think it's time to really take a good look at it and have new, fresh ideas come in. Yeah, it's... It, it, I don't know. I... The only... It yeah. There's only, like only like three games that are coming out that, that have really just like, wow, I've got to buy those and have them, you know, in my collection. And... and that's a shame because you used to it'd be like, oh wow, I gotta, oh I gotta get that. Oh man, that's coming out. What? You know, now it's not yeah. like that. It's just yeah. and it's sad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I mean, that's the thing too. You know, um, it, I kind of feel like and you know, Victor and I we've talked about this on our 
you know, on our show, like Victor said, plenty of times that we do, you know, we're always talking about how um, it just kind of seems like these game developers, these game developers are just not pushing their limits like they could be. Uh, you know, and like Bryce just said, that wow factor kind of seems to be very few and far between now, too. I mean, like, I remember when, <laughs> for those who don't know, Bryce and I, we used to work at Blockbuster. And, um, you know, well, I remember when games would come out and uh, we would just be completely blown away, you know. And now you've got the same old, you know, Assassin's Creed, Mass Effect, Gears of War, Halo, um, you know, racing games, Madden, uh, Tiger Woods, NHL. Um, I mean, you know, sports, it seems like it's just sports games and the four franchises I just mentioned that everybody's anticipating. Oh, wait, I'm sorry, Call of Duty, I can't forget about that one, too. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, and that's it. I mean, they're really, it kind of makes a developer kind of feel like their game is not really up there. Um, I don't know why, because I think that there's plenty of better games than Assassin's Creed, Call of Duty, even Halo, even though Halo 4 was astounding. <laughs> right. But I think that um, maybe it could also be, and I'm not trying to point the blame at the gamers here, but maybe gamers of this generation are maybe just a little bit hard to cater to. That could just be me. I don't know how you guys feel about that. No, uh, I, I would have to. I don't know. Do you guys kind of you guys kind of feel like gamers in this generation are a little bit harder to appeal to than we were back then? I I think I I agree. I think that people are just kind of like eh. And then speaking of Blockbuster, since I'm still kind of working for them, they uh yeah, there's there's nothing nothing new. And then even with the Wii U stuff, I mean, there there wasn't any awe with it. Everybody was like, oh cool, great new system, and then. Well, there's only a few games that people are wanting to rent, but people come in all the time. Or like, hey, you guys I think what's no. I, I think to be I think to be fair about the Wii U, we kind of you kind of really can't get upset the Wii U just yet. It's only been out for about two months, right? Um, two right. Months. So if you give it, I mean, if you give any good console, usually it takes about six to nine months before it actually gets better. So that's yeah. kind of not a very unfair assessment to make about that. Well, considering the only games out right now are still the launch titles, so you really yeah. can't give that too much. Too much crap. But to but talk about – what's that? Yeah, I said you do have – I mean, I was I was just using it as an example because, you know, yeah, they, yeah. Had, they had, the, you know, the zombie U game come out, and you know, but they only had a few. But but you're – people were just upset. It's just like well, – and you look at them, you're like, well, there's nothing I can do about it, man. I mean, nobody's came out with anything – I'm just tired of playing the same old crap. Same thing like, over and over again, yeah. <laughs> it's just, yeah, it's yeah. And, yeah, it's and, it's, and I'm going to use myself as an example, too, because, you know, I, I kind of feel that way. I do feel like I've been playing the same thing over and over again. Um, and the one game that I can really say that I've been excited that I can't wait to grab my hand, to get my hands on has been the Bioshock Infinite game. But even that's beginning, to turn, that's beginning to turn me off only because it's being pushed back so many times that it's like, come on, man. I've been waiting forever for that one game, and, you know, it's, it, it's that negativity that some of the gamers get when they can't get their hands on something, uh, you know, that should be great, and especially when they're teasing it right in front of you, you know, it'll be ready October, nope, sorry, February, nope, sorry, March. So I'm hoping that March date stays, but now watch that be pushed to June. So... You know what? You know what would be awesome. I know that. Um, I know the one game that I'm looking forward to this year is Grand Theft Auto Five. 
Right. However, however, I would love, like, say, 2014, for me to actually look forward to a game that is not an established franchise already. Yeah. You get, you get what I'm saying? That's not a Metal Gear. That's not a Devil May Cry. That's not a Mass Effect, a Halo, an Assassin's Creed. The list goes on and on. You guys know where I'm going with this. I would love yeah, to be able yeah. to see a game company, and it can be the same. It can be EA. It can, I don't care what game company it is, right? Uh, I remember when Gears of War came out was coming out, right? Okay, established franchise, right? Never heard of it before. And I, and I was just like, oh, this is going to be so good. I'm excited. And I remember, you know, when they released it, it was Emergence Day. It was what they called the release day for that, and I was excited. It was great. I remember when Assassin's Creed came out, the very first one, was excited, played it, loved it. Uh, I, I, I think the last series of games that I actually got excited for was Mass Effect. Because um, that, to me, I do believe, has been the last great established franchise that has come out. I can't think of another game, a newer game, that has not no connections to Metal Gear, no connections to any of those already established franchises, that has came out that has awed me, has put me in that I am excited this is something new. Because, I mean, look what's coming out. February is Dead Space 3. February is Metal Gear. Okay? And then after that, you've got another Grand Theft Auto game. And then we just had back in January what Devil May Cry? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Already, so already, so well, already in thing. a month, you've had three games that already have established franchises coming out. And then, not to mention, you have uh, Gears of War Judgment, so another Gears of War game. Right. Um, let's see. You've got another, obviously, another Call of Duty is going to come out probably in November. Another God of um, War game is coming up. Right? Another God of War game is coming out. So you're you're it seems like year after year you're kind of hearing the same names, the titles only, coming up every year. The only thing that I can think of that's coming out that's not established is Beyond Two Souls. Yeah, and that actually looks like a great game. Yeah, and it looks yeah, and that's good. And it looks I'm, amazing. I mean, I'm with yeah. I'm with Victor. I'm, I'm ready for Bioshock to come out, you know, but, you know, and it sucks that they keep pushing back, but I think that, I think they're trying to protect the franchise and their company because they're trying to give it that all, you know. I, I think, I, thugs and, the, the way, the way I see it, the way I see Bioshock Infinite, Bryce, is I'm, I see it as uh, they're reinventing the Bioshock series, which is exciting to me because, you know, we had the first two games that were played in Rapture, under right. water and everything was looking great. But now you have the new one where the franchise is saying, all right, you know, we've done this. Let's switch it up. We're going to go ahead yeah. and do something in the sky. We're going to get rid of the big daddies, I think. I don't know. I haven't played the game. But you know, it, it, it no, they're like going to go ahead and switch that franchise up. It almost looks like it's not even a Bioshock game. And that's what's that. I think that when you can take a game and you can go ahead and reinvent it, that's cool. That's great. That keeps... me excited about the franchise uh-huh. uh, well that's why like with the Tomb Raider I think that's why they pulled the Tomb Raider release date and redid it I think that's what they're trying to do with that is they're trying to somewhat mm-hmm. reinvent it but not and they're trying to give it a nicer like a 
more of a twist, and it looks right. awesome. It looks better than any Tomb Raider I've ever seen. It, it does. Look, yeah, good. yeah, it does. Yeah, and, and that's you know, and that's the thing too is that you know, I just I want to be able to get excited. Like I was getting excited about Dishonored when it came out because it was a it was a new game. You know, it's something new. It's a new series. And then I played it, and it was I just didn't really care for Dishonor. I thought Dishonor was not a very good game. It wasn't something. It wasn't all that it was cracked up to be. You can do um, You know, and I think that um, that's the problem with all these game companies is that they're just like, well, if this game sucks, we'll just go back to Assassin's Creed. Oh, if this game sucks, we'll just go back to Dead Space. We'll make another one. Or, or in the case of Hitman. Oh well, all these games suck. So mm. let's just pull, let's just bring Hitman back because it's been like what ten years or something like that since the last one came out. You know, like they pull yeah, these franchises, but they'll but they'll pull these franchises from ages ago and, and yeah. bring them back. You know, and Hitman Absolution was a pretty good game, but it had its flaws too. It's the thing about it is is no one is original anymore. It's almost getting as bad as Hollywood now. <laughs> <laughs> you know, with, yeah, with remakes up and right and stuff like that, is is yeah, people running out of ideas. That's what I was saying earlier. I mean, and what what really, I think, what's hurting us the most is with the game companies. I they're hiring these young people. No offense to the younger crowd, but, but you know they're going to get their ideas from what they've already played, and they're not. I don't. I don't feel like they're using enough of the. Oh. The the older guys, that, the old people that have done it, that have done the games, that came up with the games that we love so much, that the gaming companies are like, oh, we need something new and fresh, but the new and fresh is just rehashing the same old crap, or twisting it mm-hmm. enough to give it like dishonor. It looked like it looked like. Bioshock meets Assassin's Creed in first person is what I didn't even yeah. play the game looked like, and I and when I saw it, like I was like I have no desire to play this, mm-hmm. and, and I just yeah. I think I think in general with anything with anything I think that our desires to for something new gets pushed away from the desires of what's already out, and nobody's mm-hmm. coming up with new ideas, because the right. desire to create and and build and do more has just kind of mm-hmm. gone to the wayside. It's kind of like, you know, right. it's kind of like they're in the 40s. So they never really came up with a basic part until after, after the war. And even then, <laughs> it, it took a minute. It took a few years. For them to come up, yeah, I knew there was, you know there's a war going on. Of course, nobody's building cars or anything, but you know they just kind of like, okay, we're building cars. Well, let's just start building where we left off. Nobody came up with nothing new until like the fifties. The fifties is when everything just like exploded. So I think it's going to take something. It's going to mm-hmm. take just dealing with the same stuff to to get that. We need that explosion again. We just need yeah. that gamer. Yeah. Ex- Right, you know, and the thing too is one one more thing, and then we're gonna move on to the next topic. But I think that finally, this is kind of my final thought on this, guys, is that you know this is why I love the indie game developers so much, and this is why I, I'm so supportive of the indie game developers. I know that um, 
Victor and I, we've kind of talked to a couple of those smaller developers, especially the one on our show that we do. Yeah. Uh, we've had a couple of those guys on our podcast, and that is why I love them so much because they have um, the guts to kind of take that risk that these other game companies, the larger game companies, don't want to. And the reason why I don't think that the larger game companies are wanting to take that risk is because look at the end of the look at the credits at the end of each game, and look how many people it takes to make the game. And you're kind of and you know it's kind of funny. You beat a game like Call of Duty and you scratch your head a little bit. I know I do. And you see all these lists of people. I'm thinking it took that many people to make the same game. Yeah, it's almost like movie credits. Like it doesn't make. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense to me that it took that many people to kind of make the same game they made before. So what I'm trying to figure out is, I got, I actually kind of got to believe if these companies kind of put their, I'm not, I'm not saying that I'm all for people losing their jobs. Trust me, I know how that feels. But if they kind of cut down and kind of downsized, I think they could have a lot better games because a little bit more creativity would be able to be spread. Because it's kind of hard for everybody's creative, uh, you know, creative creative ideas to be out there when you've got a company of 1,500 employees or more. You can't obviously share everybody's idea. That'd be impossible. Um, and that's why I love the indie game developers so much is because they take so many risks. And I really think that the companies like like EA, Activision, um, you know, Capcom, etc., they could really learn a lot from these, you know, indie game developers. They should really take a look at them and see what they've got going on. And kind of say, hey, you know, we need to just take some risks. We need to just say the hell with it. Let's just do this. Let's just, like, make some crazy off-the-wall game like these guys do and see what happens. Well, I, I think, mean, why not, you know? Well, part of that is is because, you know, these big developers, they put such an unreal time frame. That's why they have so many people is because they put these ridiculous time frames on these games to release them. And, you know, with the indie guys, you know, they do this thing. They do it day in, day out, and when it's done, it's done. They're not, right. you know, and the other problem is it's the it's the people who are fronting the cash, you know, and these, the producers. Yeah. You know, they're, Absolutely. you know, they're going to see this profit, and they're just going to have to learn. That ain't going to happen. You know, mm-hmm. if you want a quality game, you want to make some profit, back off a little bit. And that's what's hard, and that's, that's what's hard because you've got developers – who are creating the games, and I'm sure the developers are like, yeah, let's do this. And then the bigger companies, the bigger game developers or game studios, they have to be backed by a publisher, you know, such as like Sega uh, or Nintendo, Microsoft, etc. They have to be backed by them to even get the, you know, uh, support they need. Whereas the indie game developers, it's just, that's it. That They don't have a publisher. It's just right. them. Yeah. So they don't have to worry about... Themselves. Yeah, they don't have to worry about big, you know, big company coming in and saying, "I oh, you can't do that, you know. Same thing with a movie. That's the same thing, you know. But anyway, let's just move on. Let's uh, let's move on to our next subject for the night, or for the show, rather. And uh, this is very interesting. Uh, we just I just found this out tonight uh, over at um, EFF.org. For those who don't know what that is, that's the Electronic Frontier Foundation. Um, this site is dedicated to... Uh, defending um, users' rights in the digital world, and they put a very interesting article out tonight. Um, this is called The uh, Podcasting Community Faces Patent Troll Threat, and they would like to help everybody out. So this is for uh, our fellow podcasters who are listening right now, for those of you who listen to our show and you do your own podcast. Uh, you might want to take a good listen to this. So basically, there is a company out there, and they are called Personal Audio. And they claim that they own a patent 
that covers podcasting technology. I don't understand how that works, but I have read this patent. Uh, Victor has read the patent too. Yeah, yeah. And uh, what they are actually doing, believe it or not, they are actually sending podcasters uh, letters demanding that they pay personal audio licensing fees to use podcasting technology. Well, I don't, I don't see how they get that. When, how like, how we, can they do that? Because yeah, well, with our show, because I know on, on this show we use Skype. So I don't understand how they are able to work around like us. We use Skype. Yeah, and, and, and case, I don't see how that works. If that was the case, they would have to go after everybody and every app and everything that has anything to do with podcasts. I mean, podcasting's been around for how many years? Well, according to that, that technology has to be released to the public. That's the same with like like. Well, Google. according. Well, according to this patent that I've that I've read, you know, each patent has to have a figure to kind of show it's like a blueprint of how this uh, technology works, right? So if you look at this patent, which is a 35-page patent, and I don't expect anybody to have to use, but what I will do is um, the article underneath this episode, I'm going to put a link to this um, article here uh, done by the EFF, and I'll also even provide a link to the patent for those who actually want to read the whole thing. You don't have to read the whole thing, but... Um, it actually states in there that the idea, and actually kind of uh, this big, huge diagram is what the 35 pages is, uh, showing the thought process behind it. So it's kind of like, um, you know, a podcast is started, and then uh, audio and media files are used to start the show, and then uh, the podcast uses a topic to discuss the show. And so basically, what this is is they're pot- they're patenting or trying to patent a the idea of podcasting, which that's not absurd, you can't no. you can't podcast an, or you can't patent an idea. No, it's, no, uh, no judge is going to let that go through. And if they did send in a patent for it, it takes seven. It takes forever to get it through the patent. Office. No, and the crazy the crazy thing about the whole thing too is that uh, you know, personal audio has actually sent out threatening letters to some pretty big. Uh, name podcasts out there. You know, the first one that comes to mind is the Adam Carolla show. That dude is funny as hell, and and they're trying to send the, him a, a threatening letter. It's just it's crazy, man. It's like really. I actually, I actually read into that more um, when I got home after I was reading this uh, on my phone. And actually, the Adam Carolla show or Carolla show, sorry, actually uh, posted something on their site, and they actually are getting a lawsuit from Personal. This isn't just a letter, guys. They are actually suing them. Can you believe that? Um, they're actually taking them to court because of this. So, um, what I would like to know like is somebody's uh, uh, somebody's hurting for money and they're trying to yeah. Uh, it's, well, it's, apparently, if you you can actually on the patent, you can actually see the, the names of the people who have actually you know uh, who are trying to get this patent uh, legislated. Looks like it's two guys in the United States and one guy from Canada. So I don't know who the heck these guys are, but guys, this is ridiculous. Um, well, and uh, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the understatement of the year. Understatement of the year. Yeah. So what I want to know is, uh, we have a little comment section uh, underneath. You'll see my little uh, picture there with my little bio, and then underneath that's comment section. Now I know you guys can use that. Uh, that's that's your voice uh, to myself and to the rest of us at Dragon Bloggers. So what I want you guys to do, if anybody is listening to this and you do a podcast, uh, if you've received a letter, if you've received an email, or 
this is your first time hearing about this sort of thing, please leave us a comment in the comment section below. I would love to hear this. Maybe we can even have you on the show as a guest to kind of take some time to voice your opinion about this. Uh, I know this is kind of ridiculous. What I don't understand about this, guys, is like I was saying to begin with, um, you know, how do they get around patents? If it's a patent, how do they get around the the, the actual audio and media that you use? Because they would have to contact places like Skype. They would have to contact every Skype recording uh, app or product that people use. Uh, I mean, I know that we use Pamela for Skype, which is a recording software that we use. Um, so, I mean, uh, I, I don't know. I highly, I highly doubt. I highly doubt that we would actually get a letter. We're not really uh, that <laughs> popular of a show. I got a. I got a very, very lawyer. <laughs> How they're getting around it? Somebody who's sneaky enough who can uh, kind of smudge the gray lines, the gray area. No, yeah. this and this thing is extremely vague, you know, because they're saying the the. They're trying to patent podcasting, but many of us do, like you said, we use Pamela, Skype. Some of us are on our phones. So are we going to start eliminating apps? Or are we going to start eliminating, you well, know? That was it, my it, it, get, it, well, just, it just starts getting very – it gets very shady. I mean I don't see how yeah. anybody would approve this, you know? And actually, on this uh, on this article at the bottom, it says if uh, anybody would like to be contacted for an interview with uh, EFF, go ahead and let them know. And I'll let you. I'll tell you guys right now. Uh, I have actually personally contacted somebody at the EFF. They actually got back to me tonight, and I might be getting an interview with them. So if that right. does happen here within the next week, I'll definitely should share that with the rest of you guys on our podcast next week. But uh, I do encourage those of you who are podcasters, um, go to the site. There is an email uh, link at the bottom of that, um, which I can also post that too as well. Um, so you guys can send email to them and let them know how you feel about that. Um, this website is completely dedicated to defending your digital rights. So, and I'm all about that. Definitely oh, yeah. all about that. So oh, I think uh, I think freedom of speech does not just extend to our country, but it also extends to the internet as well. So, I mean, uh, definitely, you know, if you're a podcaster uh, like we are, uh, take some action. Do something, you know, because uh, I'd hate to see some you know, uh, other people uh, get their podcast taken out, you know, because of something ridiculous like this. Um, for sure. So, um, and then lastly, uh, before we wrap this up, it's about time to wrap this show up, guys. Um, I want to talk about Dragon Blogger. Um, Mitra from Dragon Blogger, she's one of our writers, and uh, she does a lot of product reviews. She has a lot of video game reviews. She has quite a bit of um, video game re uh, video reviews on YouTube. Yeah, I think um, awesome. If you go to our uh, Dragon Blogger um, YouTube channel, you can see a lot of some of her reviews on there um, as well. And uh, she has actually created a advertisement for Dragon Blogger, and the reason why is because... Um, and we, hopefully we can get Justin, Justin Germino, our, uh, the owner of Dragon Blogger, and uh, he's kind of like our editor-in-chief, I guess if you want to put it like that. Um, you know, uh, he's very open about his, uh, his income and uh, site uh, traffic and stuff like that. Uh, he definitely has lots of connections and does a lot of uh, contest giveaways. The guy's a very generous person as far as when it comes to making things happen for all of his uh, viewers, listeners, etc., and uh, so, if you need a place to, uh, you know, if you want, if you're looking for a website to sponsor your product, 
Uh, if you want to get some advertisement out there, uh, please, you know, um, you know, there's there's a contact us uh, somewhere on Dragon Blog. There's a contact us uh, link, I believe, it's at the top, and uh, get a hold of uh, get a hold of us. Uh, we are definitely more than one to do a product review. Um, if you would like for us to do a product review on this podcast, you definitely can do that as well. Get a hold of us that way too. Uh, Dragon Blog is a great site for product review for product reviews. We do everything. We do tech based reviews. We do video game movie reviews and stuff like that. So um, if you're definitely looking for a place to help sponsor you, uh, your products and stuff like that, or even your website, I'm pretty sure we can do that too. So uh, contact us. Uh, we're definitely looking to expand our horizons. And uh, we're de- the same thing goes for this podcast as well too. Um, we definitely want to start having some guests on this show. I don't think we've, we haven't had a guest on since we've had Monica. Uh, yeah, but uh, yeah. we definitely want to get some guests on. Um, we're looking at trying to go and uh, go to some conventions this year. We're kind of lining up uh, uh, going to the Gen Con in Indianapolis, yep, which yeah, is actually good. not too far from where we live. We live in Indy, Indiana, and uh, so uh, you might see Bryce and I there, uh, maybe even doing a show from there. So hit us up, which would be awesome. So. If you want to be a guest on our show, if you want to uh, mention your product on our show, you're more than welcome to do that. We're all about helping everybody out. Or uh, even not... test stuff. We're, we're good testers. Yeah, we can test yeah, stuff. Yeah, too. We're definitely good at that. I mean, uh, it's not about, you know, a lot of places out there are just trying to get your stuff for free. That's definitely not what we're about right. here. You know, we're not in it to try to make money. We're not in it to try to get stuff for free. It's all about just us helping you, and that's it. Yeah, so, you know what? Uh, and and dragonblogger.com has, you know, uh, a great staff of authors that uh, all have different personalities, different outlooks. So you're guaranteed to have one great, insightful, you know, test review product uh, or whatever you need. We're going to have yeah. someone that can definitely take care of you and do it in their unique style, which really makes uh, Dragon Blogger a great place where, you know, you can just get all that information together. It's, it's pretty yeah. different. Yeah, Absolutely. We're gonna be honest and thorough when we check anything for anybody. Yeah, definitely. We're not we're not one of those uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of websites out there. I know especially in the gaming community, um there's a lot of websites out there where they just give you a review because they get paid to give a good review. <laughs> Trust yeah. us. Yeah. Like, <laughs> we don't get paid to give a good review. We just give our honest opinion. And, uh, you know, that might be a very brutal review, which that's okay. And that might be a very awesome review. So if you want us to tell you how we really feel about your product, um, you know, even just mentioning your product on our show helps you out in the long run. So we're all about that. So what I'm going to do is at the bottom of this page, I'm going to post a link to that uh, advertising uh, or that uh, video about our blogger. And then you can kind of check us out and get a feel for what we're about. And so that is going to be it for this episode of the Dragon Cast. I hope everybody has enjoyed uh, sticking around with us and uh, listening to our uh, our honest opinion on everything. <laughs> yeah. and, or, or, or like honest Abe, you know? Yeah. <laughs> or honest Abe. Abeman. <laughs> Abeman. Abeman. Abe. I like that. <laughs> so that's going to do it for us today. And, uh, Victor, thank you for being on the show, man. Thanks for taking the time out to. Yeah. Hey, thanks for you guys having me, man. You know, oh, anytime, guys, yeah. anytime. Yeah, yeah. Let us know about Gen Con, man. Let us know. Oh yeah, I'll definitely touch base with you guys on that, you know. But uh, yeah. that's for another discussion. Another discussion. Yeah. 
yeah, yeah. All right, yeah. well, guys, that's gonna do it this week, and we'll take you. We'll see you later next week. Take it easy, guys. All right, later on, guys. Later.